You're listening to the Inside the Mix podcast with your host, Mark Matthews. Hello and welcome to the Inside the Mix podcast. I'm Mark Matthews, your host, musician, producer, and mix and mastering engineer. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about your favorite synth music artists, music engineering and production, songwriting, and the music industry. I've been writing, producing, mixing, and mastering music for over 15 years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Hey folks, and welcome back to another Inside the Mix podcast music production tutorial. Now in this episode, I'm going to demonstrate how I would go about processing a piano. So I'm actually using the Korg M1 Piano VST, and I'm using the House Piano preset. So I haven't gone and created my own in this instance, I'm just using the House Piano preset. So I've got that set up, and the first thing I'm going to do is this. So I'm going to play the actual piano sort of riff, medley, melody to you. Okay, so that is it, um, unprocessed. And what I'm going to do is the first thing, I'm going to make it wider. Um, and to do this, you can use any sort of stereo width based plugin, but I'm going to use the Ozone uh, Imager. So I'm just going to load that up and I'm going to use, uh, there's a preset here called Modern Width. I'm just going to start off with that. And then I'm just going to add a bit of width to the upper mids and the highs. So this is with the imaging. Okay, that's with, and this is without. Okay, and again with. I'm going to bring down those highs a bit. So high is anything above sort of 6K. And then the mid-range, sort of 400 to, to 6K. So sort of incorporates a bit of the low mids as well. So I've added a bit of stereo width because the actual plugin itself um, presents it in mono. So first things first, added a bit of width. So next what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to add a bit of compression. Now I'm actually, I've, I've stolen, I say stolen, Magpied is probably the correct term for this this uh, technique from Bobby Ozinski, the Mix Engineer's Handbook, which uh, I highly recommend you go and um, and check out. I've mentioned it a few times and I'll put a link in the, sh in the show notes to this. So I'm using the LA-2A um, Slate Digital Emulation. I've got two of these. And what I'm doing is um, there's actually a preset in there called Keys Leveler. So I started off with that. And um, I've actually set it so there's about 10 dB of gain reduction. And then I've adjusted the gain to compensate for that gain reduction. So this is with the compression. This is without. So hopefully what you can hear there is, is, is with the dynamics in the piano there, that actual last sort of chord stab is um, leveled. It's, it's nice and leveled with the other notes leading up to it. So as again, what I've done there is I've used uh, an LA-2A emulation um, and I haven't done it. What I've, what I've wanted to do was keep the initial transient attack. So I didn't want to hammer down on that initial attack. So peak uh, reduction set to about 50 with this LA-2A emulation. Um, and I'm aiming for 10 dB in terms of gain reduction, which is quite a lot. Um, but what I've done is I've uh, dialed it back in terms of the mix. So I've only got 60% of the actual uh, LA-2A coming through. So sort of parallel compression, if you like. And I've got two of those running one after the other. 
um, just so I can just get that nice level in there. And um, what I sometimes do is uh, using the Slate Digital uh, Mix Rack, I like to use the Revival plugin just to add a bit of shimmer at the end So and thickness. It's quite hard to discern, um, but this is with this shimmer in there as well, or rather the Revival. And a bit more shimmer. There we go. If I turn it off, hopefully you can hear that it loses that sort of sparkle at the top end. And then right at the end of that, what you should always do with your gain staging is whenever you do your processing is get it back to the optimum gain level that you had before it. So you're not got these wild fluctuations in level throughout your mix. So I've used the trimmer plugin at the end just to bring it down by about a dB and a half. So um, once again, no compression. With compression, probably bring it down a bit. So I've got my compression, I've done my stereo width. The next thing I'm gonna do is this. I'm actually gonna use the Infinity EQ and I'm just gonna find some resonance from this particular piano because it can sound quite harsh in places and also a bit um, bit muddy as it were in the, in the low mids. So I've, um, what, I'll, what I'll do in this instance is I've, I've rolled off the low end 100 hertz and below. And then what I've done is I wanted just a, a bit of that 100 hertz, a little bump there but only in the mono signal. So what I've used is the, uh, the mid-side EQ and I've set it to, to mid. And I've just a little bump around 1 dB, around 100 hertz, just at that sort of filter cutoff. And then what I've got at the other end is I've got a, a high shelf with about a dB and a half of boost around 14 kilohertz just to add a bit of air to it as well. And then what I'll do is uh, a lot of steps to this. I will use, uh, I'll sweep through using a band filter trying to find those resonances that I want to get rid of. So I'm just going to play without the EQ. And this is with the EQ. Okay, so the, the process here is basically you want to get sort of a narrow bell filter and just boost it. I've boosted it around 9 dB and then just sweep through the frequency spectrum trying to find those resonances. So there's one there. So I'm just going to bring that down. And that's at about 500 hertz. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them, but there's another one here at sort of 6,000 hertz or 6 kilohertz. It's a bit brittle, so I'm just gonna put a sort of a cut in there. And as I said, I'll go through that process and just sweep through and find those resonances that I wanna get rid of. Rule of thumb here, uh, if you're cutting narrow, if you're boosting, have a nice wide cue. Just a bit of rule of thumb there. Let's take a quick break from this episode so that I can tell you about a free resource that I made for you. It's a PDF checklist that describes what you need to do to properly prepare a mix for mastering. So you've done the hard work and you love your mix. 
Yet suitably preparing a mix for mastering is often overlooked by musicians, resulting in delayed sessions, excessive back and forth conversation, and frustration on both parts. I want to help fix that. So if you want this free resource, just go to www.synthmusicmastering.com as this checklist will help and guide you to make the mastering process as smooth, transparent, and exciting as possible. So again, the URL is www.synthmusicmastering.com for this free preparing a mix for mastering checklist. Let's get back to the episode. So next one I'm going to add is this. This is called the Soothe EQ, and this is great for just attenuating any high frequency or resonances or sharpness that you want to get rid of. Now, I've only just found this Soothe plugin and I've only just installed it. So I haven't had proper time to play around with it. So I'm using the Piano Enhancer preset. And the idea being, it's just going to, once again, after the EQ, it's just going to really smooth out any resonances or peaks that I have. So this is without the Soothe EQ. Okay, and I'm using the Piano Enhancer setting. So this is what it sounds like with the Soothe EQ. Dial it back a bit. Now I really like that, it sounds nice and smooth. Now I've only just started playing around with this particular plugin. So in future tutorials, if I do continue on using this plugin, because I do have a free trial at the moment for 20 days, I'll, um, I'll incorporate this more into my mixing. But that's using the Soothe 2 plugin just to help tame any frequencies that I didn't catch with the EQ. So next on my list of processing, I'm using the Soft Tube Saturation knob. Now this is a free plugin and I really like it. It's really simple to use. It's got a really nice easy GUI as well. Uh, you've got keep low, neutral rather, or keep high. And I just want to add a bit of saturation to the high end. So this is without. Now I'm going to dial in some saturation in the high end. There we go. So just add in a bit of saturation and presence to those high frequencies. There we go. So that's using the soft tube saturation knob. Now you can use any saturation plugin. You just need to find it or set it so that you're only adding saturation to the high end. Um, and in particular with this, if you're using the soft tube, uh, you really don't need that much with this saturation plugin. Otherwise it does. It will sound brittle quite quickly because I've got it set very, very low in terms of the mix. So that's the soft tube saturation. Um, so adding saturation to the high end. The next in my workflow uh, plugin chain for this piano is reverb. Now I'm using my favorite reverb, which is the Valhalla Vintage Reverb or Vintage Verb. And um, I've got a whole plugin for this one or plugin or set preset rather for this and I've got it set to about 0.46 in terms of decay which is time to the track and a 3.16 millisecond delay and I've only got it set it to 20 in terms of the mix I want it to be I don't want it to be too bright in the mix as well because the piano is quite bright anyway so I've used the built-in EQ of the vintage reverb and I've got a high cut around I'm probably going to bring it back a bit more actually around 8 kilohertz or 8,000 hertz. I've got a low cut of 140 hertz. So just adding a bit of um, adding or rather attenuating some of that low. So this is without. Now I'm going to add the reverb. Bring it back a bit. 
dial off some more of that high EQ as well, so it still sounds quite brittle. And I've got colour of 1980s, so I'm going to try now. Yeah, I think that sounds pretty good. So that's the reverb added. So once again, it's a relatively short decay, 0.46 time to the track and a pre-delay of 3.16 and then a mix around 20 hertz. Once again, with the actual EQ, if you want something to sound brighter in the mix, don't roll off so much of the high end, allow more of the high end to come through. Uh, if you want something to sound darker in the mix, then roll back, use more of a high cut to uh, attenuate those higher frequencies. So I wanted it, I didn't want it to sound too high, um, too, too high to uh, present in the mix so I've rolled it back to about 8,000 hertz, 8 kilohertz um, but I wanted some of that uh, low end um, and that to sort of I wanted it to sound a bit darker so I haven't attenuated as much of the low end as I usually would so it's only about 140 hertz so that's the vintage verb so finally in my plug-in chain for this piano I'm using the repeater uh, delay plugin okay it's called repeater as a vintage, mod vintage modeled delay and uh, I cycled through all the different uh, delay presets in this one here, and I quite like the vintage tape slap back. But I've got it very low in the mix, very low indeed, because um, it's quite apparent when it's in there. And I've got the feedback. I'm just going to dial that up to about 20% at the moment, and it was at zero. So this is without. And this is with. going to bring it into the mix a bit more. Actually, dial it back a bit. Yep. Okay, so that's with the addition now of delay. Delay adds more depth to it, I find. Um, and with I, what I find with delays as well is less is more. I try not to. I get it so it's just apparent in a mix. Now, throughout this whole process, I've actually done all of this processing without the context of the mix, which is probably what I wouldn't advise to do. But I just wanted it's, it's easier for the listener and the viewer to hear the changes because they're not familiar with my mix. But when you go through this process, do all this in the context of the mix. And one thing to note with the repeater, probably with any delay plugin, when you start adding that delay and you're boosting it in your mix, you'll find that the output volume, output level might drop. So always be ready to compensate for that reduction in output level as I've had to do with this particular one. So what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to bypass all the plugins and then reinstate them so you can hear the final version. Okay, so here we go. This is unprocessed. And now I'm going to bring all the processing in. So hopefully you can hear that the piano sounds a lot more level, uh, it's a lot more apparent, it's a lot richer, there's more depth to it as well. And once again, if you're doing this and you're going following these steps, do it in the context of the mix. So on the topic of context in the mix, this is what it sounds like with the rest of the track. Okay, so that is the end of this tutorial episode. I hope you found it useful and you've found something that you're able to take away and you use in your own productions. Please do leave comments and reviews. Let me know if it's been useful. 
Let me know what you would do differently. I'm always open um, to honest critique and opinions as well. And also leave uh, comments if you want to see me cover anything else in particular. Whatever platform you are listening or viewing this on, please do like, follow and subscribe and look out for the next podcast episode next week. Thank you for listening to our show. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to rate our show on Apple Podcasts. Just a friendly reminder before you go, don't miss out on your free Test Master at Synth Music Mastering. Imagine enhancing your music with my dedicated commitment to quality and that personalized touch. And guess what? It's absolutely free of charge. So claim your free Test Master now at synthmusicmastering.com or click on the link in the episode description.